Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award winning agents who will walk you through the process step by step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Today is October 18th, 2022, and our first story. Democrats are pushing a hilarious and unhinged ad showing a woman eating dinner when the police show up and arrest her for having an abortion. Not only is there no law in any state that would do this, voters don't even care about this issue in their top causes. It's the economy, stupid. In our next segment, Jill Biden is mercilessly booed in Philadelphia. Many people say this shows a red wave is coming. And in our last story, a woman in L.A. got stabbed in the brain by a deranged homeless man. Yeah, crime is skyrocketing. So it's not just the economy, but crime is playing a huge role in voters' minds. If you like the show, give us a good review. Leave us five stars and share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. With the midterms just around the corner. The October surprises are raining down upon us, and none has been so good than Swalwell's ad portraying a woman getting arrested in front of family for having an abortion. Now, the idea probably sounded good. You know, Swalwell goes to his team and says, what if we make a video where a woman is eating dinner with her family and the kids are giggling and they're smiling and then the cops show up and said, ma'am, you're under arrest for abortion. The only problem is the production value is so low, it actually comes off like an SNL skit. And it's so bad. It's 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 okay. I'm sorry. I know it's a sensitive issue, but the video really does come off like the Babylon Bee making fun of Eric Swalwell and not a very serious political ad. And there you have it, my friends, an issue that is not particularly prominent in swing districts, being championed to an extreme degree by Democrats. And this is another example of why the polls are swinging towards the Republicans, because the Democrats have gone nuts on two issues, abortion and January 6th. And aside from the mockery that Eric Swalwell has made of the issue of abortion, and also, let me just add, Chuck Grassley came out and said no on the issue of a nationwide abortion ban. Saturday Night Live is mocking the January 6th committee outright. Uh, OK, I, I didn't find it all that funny when they mocked the, uh, uh, the, the January 6th committee hearings, but they but they did have 
Uh, they called Adam Schiff too spooky. They said that he was the horror, a horror bad guy from the horror movie Smile. And so they were skipping over him. That I thought was kind of funny. But you know what people really care about right now? I don't know. Uh, gas prices. Why? How many times and for how long does it need to have been said it's the economy, stupid? Well, I know Joe Biden knows this because now he's starting to dump the strategic petroleum reserves again. And for those of us that are paying attention, it is a slap in the face to the American people. The SPR. You see, it exists so that we can make sure we have oil energy in case of an emergency. Say, I don't know, World War Three that the Democrats are pushing us towards. And don't get me wrong, neocons are along with them uh, for the ride. But Joe Biden, knowing they're facing a very serious crisis and about to lose the midterms, is dumping petroleum just so that they can keep gas prices down and try and salvage something in the House. It's disgusting. It's a betrayal of the American people, and it's pathetic. We know this is likely the case because Biden Democrats went to the Saudis and said, would you please just wait one month before halting production? And why one month? Because that would keep prices at a current stable rate for one month. They didn't say don't stop production. They said, wait a month uh, until after the midterms. Now, here's a prediction. Once the Republicans win in just about 20 or so days, I believe it's 20 days. Once they win, all of a sudden, then you're going to see them say, you know what? Now we're in a recession and they're going to blame obstructionist Republicans, even though the Republicans right now don't have any majority power, so can't really get much done. They I guess what they do have is the filibuster, but Democrats are still ramming things through like the Inflation Reduction Act, which, by the way, Joe Biden dumping the petroleum reserves shows that uh, it didn't work. So here we go, baby. All of their plans and all of their nonsense, I think, will only backfire in their faces. The smartest things for Democrats to probably do is start actually addressing issues Americans care about, talking about gas prices and the economy and getting ready for 2024 because it looks like they've already lost this one. I want to slow down. Looks like doesn't mean it did. One thing you got to watch out for is you never trust these these corporate journalists. And with all the polls all of a sudden swinging towards Republican, they may be trying to lure you into a false sense of security, Republicans. They may be trying to convince you that, you know what, you've won. You don't need to vote. Everyone's going, no, 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 no. You better go out and vote. And a message to all Democrats and Republicans, I don't care who you're voting for. If you if you want to win, you go vote. You get your friends to go vote. You register your friends to vote. And you go out, ignore the polls. Now we can talk about what's going on for sure, but you better act like none of this matters. And the only thing that really matters is that you go vote. Let's read this story and then subsequently watch this hilarious political ad. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to support our fierce and independent journalism. We do original reporting, field reporting, as well as aggregation. With your support, we can fact check these news stories. And as a member, by clicking the join us button, you'll also get access to the uncensored TimCast members only shows, Cast Castle vlog. You're going to want to watch tonight's episode because we really went nuts on this one, as well as tales from the inverted world. With your support as members, not only not only will we do more journalism, We've got a new song coming out November 4th, so get ready for this one. We are working very, very hard behind the scenes to build culture and expand. We've obviously recruited new talent for new shows like Pop Culture Crisis, and it's all thanks to you. 
So smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share this show with your friends. And now let's have a good laugh at the expense of desperate Democrats. The Hill reports Swalwell ad portrays women getting arrested in front of family for having an abortion. OK, I, I know it's a it's a shockingly like, I don't know, drastic and negative portrayal. But you got to trust me, it's just so poorly made. I can't help but laugh at the, the, the terrible production quality. It really does feel like SNL. They say the ad shows a family having dinner when police officers come to their door and tell the woman that she is under arrest for unlawful termination of a pregnancy. The woman says it is her personal business, but an officer responds. The courts will decide that before arresting her. Democrats have campaigned heavily on the issue of abortion, blah, blah, blah. They say, here's 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 the context I'm trying to give you. No state law currently would send a woman to prison for having an abortion. But some would have doctors who perform abortions face criminal charges for doing so. In other states, they could face heavy fines or lose their medical licenses. All right. All right. Here's here's the video. Oh, heavens me. Let's let's play this. And he used hashtag lock her up. It's a minute and a half. Here we go. Anderson? Yes. I have a warrant for your arrest. Arrest for what? Penal code 243 violation. <laughs> Unlawful termination of a pregnancy. <gasps> you gotta be kidding me. That That is my personal business. That's for the courts to decide, ma'am. Your medical records have been subpoenaed and Dr. Landry's already in custody. No, my, my God, you, you, you can't just- and You will have to submit to a physical examination. That's my favorite part. What? By who? No, no, no one's touching me. Get Just point yeah. guns at him. Put your hands behind your back. Now. Why is this happening? Love you, honey bear. I like that music. We're just enforcing the law here. We're just enforcing the law here. Elections have consequences. Vote Democrat on November 8th. Stop Republicans from criminalizing abortion everywhere protect women's rights and freedom. Okay. Please don't do this. Please. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just like, oh man, it's got 21,000 retweets. Eric Swalwell. Bravo, man. Trying to trying to make up for farting on TV back when he did, huh? Okay. Let me just tell you the issue here. First and foremost, no, no law is going to have a woman get arrested for this. As they mentioned at the Hill, Chuck Grassley has outright said no to this. Republican Chuck Grassley vows to vote against a national abortion ban. The longest tenured U.S. senator joins a growing chorus of conservative lawmakers opposed to such a restriction. Sorry, if you believe these lies, I got a bridge to sell you. Republicans campaigned overtly on let the states decide. Lindsey Graham came out. And then called for a for a 15 week national abortion ban. And seemingly every conservative and every Republican was like, what is wrong with you? Because people don't like him. And many said that he was actually just working with Democrats. There was a meme shared by Democrats and Republicans. And it was Democrats at a voter registration table while Lindsey Graham was holding a sign saying abortion ban. And the Democrats say, please hold the sign a little higher. 
Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award winning agents who will walk you through the process step by step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Republicans and Democrats were criticizing Lindsey Graham for working with Democrats to create an issue they could campaign on. Sorry, it's not a real issue. But I really just need to point out the issue here is I like there's one point where the cop goes, you're going to have to submit to a physical examination. The cop's not going to say that. It's just so hammed up and over the top. I, I almost thought when I saw this, it was parody because the quality and production level of it is that of like the Babylon Bee or SNL. No offense to them. My point is when you're doing satire and parody, you don't actually make a cinematic masterpiece. You make fun of it. This could have been posted by the Babylon Bee and I would have laughed all the same. I can't believe these these are serious politicians. And lo, my friends, here comes Joe Biden saying codifying Roe will be a priority if Democrats expand majorities. The commitment comes as the White House and Democrats have been focused on protecting abortion access before the midterm elections. But it's not clear if the issue is resonating with voters. Not clear. They don't care. It's across the board. We're looking at this money, inflation, crime, economy. I think even war outranks abortion. World War Three is staring us in the face. Pretty sure that's more pressing for the average person. But boy, if they don't got anything else to campaign on, there it is. It's all they have. Now, look, Republicans campaigned on states deciding and they're sticking to that. Do I trust them? No, not really. But I really don't think in this cycle what's at stake is what Eric Swalwell is trying to portray. And it's patently absurd because you will see conservatives who are already in revolt, revolt over that. Can I just stress this? Look, in the future, you may see Catholic conservatives or uh, Christian, I shouldn't, say, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say Catholic, because Christian conservatives, more pro-life, more religious folks say we should criminally charge those involved in abortion, including the women. I, I think it's possible. But right now, you even have Republicans pushing back on a national abortion ban. You are well, uh, uh, well away well, well, a ways, a long way from something like this happening. Why? Republicans need independent voters, meaning they cannot just adhere to the staunchest of traditional policies and voters. So no, I think it's 
completely insane to push this stuff. The ad, though, made me laugh. Good job, Eric Swalwell. Again, he farted on TV, but uh, I digress. The New York Post has the story from just the other last evening. Money and inflation are the top voter issues heading into the 2022 midterm elections, according to a poll. Huh. Who would have seen this coming? All they have is January 6 and abortion. And unfortunately for them, Americans just do not care. There was I think I actually have the story pulled up somewhere that um, Gen Z really doesn't care at all about January 6. Here's the New York Post story. Oh, this one's amazing. Americans hobbled by the twin effects of the highest inflation rates in 40 years and an economy that is veering into a recession underscore them as the top issues confronting the country less than a month before midterm elections. A new poll finds 44 percent of likely voters say the economy and inflation are are their top two concerns, including 58 percent of Republicans, 34 percent of Democrats and 40 percent of independents. That's a nine point jump overall from the same poll in July when 35% picked those issues. Now, the funny thing is you can see that among Democrats, only 34%. Okay. But among independents, it's 40%. I just want to say to, to, to all of our good friends who are desperate to get votes, you're pandering to the people who will already be voting for you. So congratulations. That's great marketing. The increased importance of economic issues is weeks away from the elections when control of Congress is at stake favors Republican candidates and reemphasizes the significance of Clinton advisor James Carville's 1992 campaign mantra. It's the economy, stupid. But congratulations on making these silly commercials and continually pandering for this. Ah, here it is. Biden administration to tap oil reserve ahead uh, again ahead of midterms because everyone is recognizing what Joe Biden is doing. Politico, of all outlets, surprisingly, calling out the Biden administration with their framing. They could said Biden admin taps oil reserve amid gas prices. No, they say ahead of midterms, because we know that Joe Biden is doing this in a desperate bid to try and keep prices low or stable because they're going to lose. This is dirty politics. It's like your roommate stealing your rainy day fund to pay the rent. So you think all is well. He says, don't worry, rent is good and paid for. And then you realize he looted your piggy bank to do it. Bravo, Democrats. And bravo to all the voters who put them in power. Politico reports the Biden admin plans to announce a release of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve in a bid to drive fuel prices down. Two sources familiar with the plan said the White House will release 10 million to 15 million barrels from the reserve as part of an existing plan announced in March to release 180 million barrels of crude into the market throughout the year. According to two industry people granted anonymity to discuss confidential discussions with the administration. There are about 15 million barrels remaining in the original release authorized by the White House. Well, bravo. President Biden will speak about gas prices on Wednesday. White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain said in a tweet, the move comes as the administration has been meeting with oil company executives to negotiate ways to lower fuel prices ahead of the midterm elections in which inflation, partly driven by high energy prices, will be a key issue. The administration is also considering another release that would be separate from the previously authorized one, though a decision hasn't been made on whether to do so. The two people said it's on the table, but they haven't made a go or no go decision. The administration also intends to announce plans to refill the reserve. Two people familiar with the talk said details such as how much the administration would pay for the oil and when it would buy were still being worked out in one on one meetings with industry reps. 
Oil prices shot higher last week after the oil producing cartel OPEC and its allied countries announced they would cut their collective production by 2 million barrels per day. So let me tell you what's going to happen, my friends. Joe Biden just needs to buy time until the midterms are over to stave off maximum political damage. Afterwards, I imagine the Democrats are going to pay at a premium to refill the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. That means Joe Biden is selling off our emergency savings of oil at a discounted rate and then will be forced to buy it back up at a premium, costing you money, driving up inflation, driving up gas prices. It is an insane and pathetic bid to stave off political damage. But hey, to all of you who voted for these people, you reap what you sow. It's only unfortunate for us that we too have to reap the same things. Here we go. Saturday Night Live mocks Pelosi, spoofs newly released January 6th tapes. Oh, yeah. Nancy Pelosi said, this is the moment I've been waiting for, for trespassing on the Capitol. Really? You know, I got to drive that point home. I'll bring it up as often as possible. She was waiting for that to happen. If she was waiting for it to happen, that implies she wanted it to happen. And then what? She didn't bring enough security. It's pathetic. But again, they're being made fun of by SNL. Here's another one. SNL scorns Donald Trump's subpoena vote at this week's January 6th committee hearing in tired cold open. Mm. And then we have SNL skewers January 6th hearings. Trump subpoena in cold open. Is Mike Pence dead yet? There it is all laid out for you, my friends. They are being mocked mercilessly because people just don't care anymore. It doesn't mean anything to anyone. You know what you know what matters most? I don't know. Can you afford milk, bread, and eggs? Can you drive to work? No? Well, if that's the case, I'm sure you're not thinking about the January 6th hearings. Newsweek says, could Gen Z voters' views on issues cost Republicans in the midterms? The answer is no, they can't. But let's see what they have to say. In a last-ditch effort, Republicans are hoping to swing the midterms back into their favor. No, 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 hold on. You're like, waste of my time. They literally are. We're seeing it across the board. Latest polls are coming out showing a major swing towards the GOP, especially among independent women. So Republicans... They're hoping to swing the midterms back. They are swinging the midterms back. But we'll see, man. Don't count all your chickens before they hatch. They say a new Siena College New York Times poll released Monday found that the share of voters who said economic concerns were the most important facing the country has leaped. However, polling conducted by civic influencers, a nonprofit focused on youth voter registration, found that the economy ranked as the fifth most important issue for youth voters, with 31% saying it was the top five and only 10% ranking it as their number one concern. Young people's values are quite different. What Gen Z is focused on is not what boomers have been focused on. There is a new zeitgeist for this generation, which is basically saying we don't accept the values of boomers. Well, you know, maybe because they've never had the standard of living the boomers have had. So losing it doesn't mean that much. The nonpartisan organization found the top issue for young voters is the treatment of racial and or ethnic minorities, with 60% marking it as one of their top five issues, followed by health care followed by the environment, and then abortion. So maybe that's why abortion is a big issue for the Democrats. But uh, I'd have to say probably not. Here's the funny thing. 
If Gen Z was going to have an impact, I mean, they'll have an impact. But if they were going to swing this away from Republicans, Democrats would be focused on woke issues. The only problem is that doesn't poll well for the older generation. So y'all are screwed. I guess the only thing they could find that links people together is going to be abortion. But that is just not a big enough issue for the average American. You know what it is? Crime. From the Daily Mail. Crime-ridden Minneapolis is set to send social workers out on 911 mental health crisis calls. Democrat-led city stripped $1.1 million from police budget and murders doubled. Oh, man, don't you just want to, like, get a punching bag and a stress ball at the same time and scream, I told you so, as you furiously just punch that punching bag to get that stress out? My recommendation, take a pillow, scream into it, or get a drum kit. Channel that energy into playing some drums. How about that? Here we go. The entire the entire Minneapolis City Council will vote on the proposal Thursday, which is approved by one of the city uh, city's committees Monday night. The program will embed 25 social workers in the city's police department with five precincts, each receiving five social workers. Ah, amazing. At a time when crime is a top issue for voters, at a time when John Fetterman in Pennsylvania is saying defunding the police is stupid and even the young Turks have walked back their defund the police calls. You are now seeing the remnants, the ripple effect that cannot be undone. Sorry, this is what you will sow because you reap, you sow. You see, reaping meets sowing. Here you go. Look, it's a delayed reaction. Politics moves slowly. When the rioters came out a couple years ago, smashed and burned things and murdered people, and they did, all across the country in small towns to big cities, you saw a reaction. And then they said, we're going to vote on these policies. Well, politics take some time to churn through. And now, as people are starting to recognize that these policies have failed and crime is through the roof, you are going to get more of the same. Or you can vote against these people, vote them out, maybe make a real difference and try and help this country. But so be it. Minneapolis, you'll reap what you've sown. And I feel bad for the good people there who know this is bad, but it's time to leave. Because you, you see what's going on in L.A. and New York with this crime, and it's getting bad, getting very bad. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen, from 538. Democrats are slightly favored to win the Senate. I don't believe it. I don't believe it, but we'll see. They actually predict there's a chance Republicans could take 56 seats. I find that pretty crazy, to be honest. Here's how it works. They did 100 computer-generated outcomes. In 63, the Democrats won. In 37, the Republicans won. I don't know if I trust their forecast models. They say PA is likely going to go to Fetterman. 69 out of 100, it goes to Fetterman, with 31 out of 100 going to Mehmet Oz. All right, well, Dr. Oz is pretty bad, so I, I, I'm not surprised. They decided to bring in a candidate who couldn't even beat Fetterman, who just had a stroke. So, you know, there it is. In Arizona, You've got questions about whether or not Mark Kelly will lose to Masters, and the polling very much favors Mark Kelly, so we'll see. I'm hearing that a lot of Californians are moving to Arizona. That may be the case. So again, we will see. We don't know for sure. Who knows where this goes? I think it's funny that West Virginia doesn't have any races, but I think it's funny. It's got a Democrat of all people. In Georgia, they're predicting that Raphael Warnock actually wins in 58 out of 100, defeating Herschel Walker. We will see the current Senate's 50-50. There are 21 Republican seats and 14 Democratic seats up for re-election. This is the major disadvantage, not the polling, not Democrat voters. The disadvantage is Republicans are defending more territory. So we don't know exactly how this will play out. But 
Let me just point out, they say there's a 14% chance, 51 Republican seats, a 10% chance, 52. They actually say there's a 0.5% chance of 56 seats and a 0.2% chance of 57. You know, maybe, maybe they say 80% of all outcomes fall in this range, 53 Republican to 53 Democrat. The reason they say that Democrats may win the Senate is because of the tiebreaker. 16.4% chance that it stays 50-50. We will see as it pertains to the Senate. Now over in the House, it's looking apocalyptically bad for Democrats. 73 in 100 scenarios shows Republicans winning, mostly down in the 2020s to, you know, I'm sorry, the 220 range. But they actually say there's a possibility of 268 Republican seats. We'll see about that. I don't know about all that. And there's a lot going on here. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Here's what I think. I think Nate Silver has been horribly embarrassed. I think the pollsters have been horribly embarrassed because their polls typically favor Democrats by up to seven points. What does that mean? It means their forecasts are likely wrong, but we will see. 80% of all outcomes fall into this range, and it's looking like 244 Republicans to 225 Democrat. Strong possibility that we see Republicans take a very large majority. Will it matter? I don't know. I really don't know. What I can tell you is that the left and Democrats, to a certain degree, are actually turning on, uh, I, I should say this, media establishment is a better way to put it. I'm trying to be careful here. But uh, you have this from Salon. Joe Biden's broken promise to avoid war with Russia could lead to Armageddon. From Salon. Wow. Medea Benjamin and Nicholas J.S. Davies calling out Joe Biden's broken promises. That's actually surprising. And we've got a lot of crazy news coming up as it pertains to war. Extraordinary first images emerge of mangled Nord Stream. 165 feet of blown up Baltic Sea gas pipe is either missing or buried under the seabed. Wow. I was thinking there might just be a small breach and they'd argue, oh, it must have been an accident. 165 feet of the pipe gone. Wow. That's war, baby. That's war. And now we can see just how well Democrats are doing. AOC calls anti-war protesters right-wing Trumpers cult members. It's a thing they do to go viral and draw people in. Oh, AOC goes full war pig. Oink, oink, AOC. 
AOC accuses her anti-war protesters of parroting pro-Putin talking points. She has nothing to say about Biden's rejection of diplomacy, nor explain that the squad approved billions of dollars in weapons, which uh, will help end the war. She instead invokes Ukraine's self-determination. And what did she say? It is not anti-war to support Russia's imperialist project to invade and seize neighboring countries. War pig. Yeah, that's AOC. So are we supposed to vote for you? It's amazing. She's a, a shill. She's the establishment. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. The economy is in shambles. And what do the Democrats have to offer you? Well, while you're struggling to pay for gas, get to work and I don't know, secure a job. Rest assured that under Democrat leadership, the economy has gotten worse. Gas prices are skyrocketing. World War Three is looming, but don't worry. They've already lost your, you the ability to get abortion in certain red states you don't live in anyway. But they're going to fight to codify that. That's Joe Biden's plan. Codifying Roe will be a priority of Democrats expand the majority. So rest assured, if you win and vote for these people, Considering the track record, the economy will stay bad, probably get worse, but you'll be able to abort your babies. Okay, maybe for many of you, you're like, fine, good, I'll take it. Okay, but I'll tell you, that ain't going to win with the independents because they're not in agreement with you. Independent voters do not want limitless abortion. They want cheap gas. Republicans may want to ban abortion. That doesn't mean they will. They may want to, but they need independent voters. So at least they're willing to say, "Okay, we lose this one for now. But I'm telling you, man, if the Democrats think they're going to win this one based on uh, the abortions stuff and January 6, fine, push it as much as you want. You will lose. And that's why the polls are all flipping. But let me tell you, my friends, as the polls flip and they begin to favor across the board, the Republicans, let's do this. Let's let's what do we have here? Do they have the generic ballot? I don't know. As the polls begin to favor Republicans, keep in mind the polls have been wrong. They've been dramatically wrong, like I mentioned, by about seven points. So right now we're seeing this shift happen. That means that it's actually substantially worse than they're even letting on. The latest forecast for the midterms, we can see it here. I don't know how you'd calculate a 7% swing into the existing forecast models. I can tell you how you can factor it into the generic polling. Real clear politics showed Republicans are up 1.8 points and 538 shows Democrats are up 0.8 points. Add seven towards the Republicans and you've got an 8.8% lead for Republicans nationwide, nationwide, not even in swing districts. So it's coming, baby. And the Democrats, you know what? You can reap what you have sown. Who will control Congress? Here is there is a 37 percent chance that Republicans will win both chambers. Here's my favorite. There is less than a 100. I'm, I'm sorry. There's less than a one percent chance that Republicans win the Senate, but Democrats win the House. They say there's a 37 percent chance that Democrats win the Senate and Republicans win the House. But that means Democrats tie 50 50. Kamala Harris gives them the tiebreaker vote. They actually say there's a 26 in 100 chance that Democrats win both chambers. Now, that just seems insane to me. So I don't know. I can I can tell you one thing. Now is the time to charge forward. Knock on your neighbor's doors. Early voting is already underway and early voting has already surpassed that of 2018. It is looking like it's going to be massive.
So who's being motivated right now? I think some Democrats are probably motivated, but I think mostly it's going to be Republicans and independents. That's why historically you see the party in power lose Congress. Now, here's what we can see for a governorship. Here's what I find interesting. They're predicting that Pennsylvania is going to go Democrat, likely Democrat. Arizona, it's looking like it's leaning Democrat, potentially a toss up. So that's going to be interesting. I don't know. The governor's forecast. It's hard to say exactly how it'll play out, but there's a lot of races coming up and the Democrats are, I'm, I'm hearing are poised to lose. When you see these toss ups, consider the failure in the polls, but you got to go out and vote. If the governorships, if the state senates, if Republicans win in more and more states at the state level, possibly the most important part, you might actually see a convention of states. Some have argued it's a bad idea, but they can present, propose constitutional amendments. If Republicans can control enough of these states, you might actually see, I don't know, term limits, uh, uh, free speech guarantees, the, the emboldening of constitutional carry. You could see a lot of really, really important things. No guarantees, though, my friends. Governorships aren't necessarily that. They say each party's chances of winning the 36 governorships up for re-election. So we'll see. A lot of these states are. It's going to be up to you to go out and vote to get your friends to vote, to make sure your friends are doing the right thing. So good luck. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you all then. If the Democrats pull off some kind of victory in the midterms, I will be very, very surprised and admittedly a bit suspicious because only so much I can take. I'll tell you that. In the latest video, Jill Biden is mercilessly booed as a crowd chants, F Joe Biden. Ben Q tweeted, Jill Biden booed loudly by fans at an Eagles game in Philly. Not only is Pennsylvania her home state, but Philadelphia is about as deep blue as it gets. Yet we're told Joe Biden got more votes than any other presidential candidate in history. I think that last sentence is a bit of an non sequitur. And I'll tell you why. Because Philly is deep blue. And regular people don't pay attention to this stuff. And you know it. It was only after the pandemic when parents actually started seeing because of the Zoom classrooms what teachers were telling their children that they got angry about it. So these people in Philly are blindly voting Democrat en masse. Now something is changing. Gas prices are through the roof. The economy is in the gutter. And now you're seeing places like Deep Blue Philly say boo. I think that actually makes a whole lot of sense. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think Joe Biden as an individual is what garnered all of these votes. I think it was anti-Donald Trump. I think you had COVID. I think you had lockdowns. I think you had people that were angry and they did not know what they were talking about. And I'll tell you something else, too. By all means, don't like Joe Biden. I think this is apocalyptic for them. I'll, I'll play the video for you in a second. But I want to show you this real quick. How scared should Democrats be about the midterms? A New York Times poll shows a massive swing over the past month among independent women to Republicans. What is the number that they're giving? A 32 point swing or something like that? Are they actually going to break it down? I think they break it down right at the end. They say that's not to say the Times poll is wrong. Even if you ignore the eye popping 32 point swing among independent women, 
The near Republican lead shows tracks other recent polls. We'll, we'll, we'll read all this in a second, but here's the point I want to make. When you see this, I don't think this is indicative of the past. I think it's indicative of the present and the future. Independent women, deep blue Philly voters, they are all now booing en masse Jill Biden and chanting F Joe Biden. All right, all right. Let's play this video. I hope you're ready for this one. You'll probably get a good laugh out of it. this audio is there's a bunch of videos like this. We have this tweet, Emmanuel Rincon, uh, incredible moment. First Lady Jill Biden appears at Philadelphia Eagles game and the reign of insults and jeers against President Biden are scandalous, shameful moment for the First Lady. The rejection is undeniable. So these are these are both, you know, verified uh, uh, accounts on Twitter. This uh, Emmanuel is from Fee Online. And uh, there it is, ladies and gentlemen, from the New York Post, Jill Biden booed during Eagles Cowboys showdown. It is absolutely brutal. They say Biden, who was raised just outside of Philadelphia, well, Scranton, right? And then he moved to Delaware and doesn't hide her. Oh, I'm sorry. This is Jill Biden. Doesn't hide her support for city's pro teams, was greeted with boos as she took part in the coin toss prior to the matchup between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Jill Biden received the traditional greeting from the Phillies faithful as she took to the field with cancer patients, survivors, and their fa- families, the jeering did not go unnoticed. There's another video of it. Let's play this. Can we, are we getting any? Oh, I got I to gotta unmute the And tip. a moment ago, leading the crowd in a rendition of Fly Eagle Squad. Oh, okay. So this is just people singing, I guess. Whatever. The First Lady also led fans in a rendition of the Eagle song, Fly Eagles Fly. They aired it on TV. Okay, we get it. Nobody likes the Bidens. All right. I think y'all need to understand that people voted for Joe Biden because they hated Trump and the media told them to do it. And you, you've got to take the context into consideration, the, 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 the contemporary context. At the time when Joe Biden's running, certainly you, Trump supporters, independents, people like me, we knew Biden was bad. We knew there was going to be war. We knew the economy was going to go in the gutter. But don't tell me you think the people in that stadium all knew that. Like, you take a look at the ratings for the Big Bang Theory. I don't think the show's still on the air, but it was like 20 million. And what do we get on Timcast IRL? What does Rogan get? Rogan does great, but it's like he, he, he gets what, like 10 million? He gets half the ratings of what Big Bang Theory was getting, and he's just one show. My point is this. People are waking up. That's good news. That's a white pill moment. What we're seeing now is the cost of goods has gotten so crazy that people are starting to realize Voting for Biden and supporting Democrats was apocalyptically bad for them. And thus, this November, the Democrats will face their own apocalypse. From Vanity Fair, how scared should Democrats be about the midterms? They say over the summer, and I love how they they're they're, they're kind of panicking with the study. I mean, with the, with the poll and they're like, no, no, there's a reason why it's bunk. They say over the summer, amid the fall, ongoing fallout of the Supreme Court Dobbs decision and a successful legislative stretch for Joe Biden and his party. A sense of midterm optimism took hold among Democrats. What is this stupid video? I hate these things. Uh, Perhaps November wouldn't be as ugly as some had forecasted. But as the election has neared, their previous doom and gloom has begun to seep in once more. The latest bad omen, a New York Times Siena poll 
out Monday has suggested Republicans are entering the final weeks of the race with an edge over Democrats as economic fears surge to the top of voters' minds. Most concerning for Democrats in the poll is the huge swing over the past month among women who identify as independents. The same poll in September found them favoring Democrats by 14 points. In Monday's poll, though, they preferred Republicans by 18 points. Yo, wow. Even though the GOP remains out of step with most Americans on abortion rights, these people live in a crazy world. You're taking crazy pills if you think people care about abortion. Women's rights in a one interactive poll was 7% of voters. Voters said that was important to them. Seven. The economy was like what? 30 something percent. That doesn't really have a lot to do with my decision. One voter who opposed the overturn of Roe, uh, of Roe but nevertheless may vote Republican this fall told the Times. I'm more worried about other things. So we got... Um, Who's that? You know, the fart, the farting Congress. Oh, yeah, yeah. Swalwell, the guy who farted on TV. He posted this video where it's a woman at her house. They're eating dinner and laughing with it's like a woman, husband and her kids. And then the cops show up and they're like, man, I have a warrant for your arrest for abortion. And she's like, what? But that's my private business. And he's like, not in this town. And then the dad is like, hey, back off. And the cops pull their guns on him. And they're like, you're under arrest, ma'am. I'm just enforcing the law. And I thought it was funny. Because it's such a stupid, poorly made video. But I thought it'd be funnier if right after, like, the woman, they put the woman in a squad car and she's like, please don't do this. And it's just like the directing is bad and, and the impact didn't, wasn't there. But you know what should happen? And you guys, if you've seen the video, I'm going to need somebody like, hey, Babylon B, you guys need to do this. The woman gets put in the car and then she goes, please don't do this. The, the police station is just too far away. And, and the cost of gas and the cops turn around and go, actually, with the new Republican government, gas is $1.50 per gallon. And then she goes, oh, really? Yeah. Wow. And then they smile and then she turns to the camera and winks. That's what should happen. I think it'd be hilarious. You're under arrest, ma'am, for getting an abortion. But don't worry. Gas is $1.50 a gallon. And then the husband and wife smile and they go, oh, wow, this is amazing. And then the kids go, wow, mom, voting Republican was great. And then she turns around, puts her hands behind her back and gets arrested. I think that'd be hilarious. Vanity Fair says the numbers are concerning for the Democrats who are trying to hang on to the narrowest of majorities on Capitol Hill in a climate with some of the highest possible stakes. If they lose the House, the Senate or both, they're not only looking at two years of legislative obstruction. They're facing the unprecedented danger of an election denier majority. Ah, oh, their brains are rotten to the core. Ooh, it's like talking to Jello. Nothing less than freedom and democracy are on the ballot. As Hakeem Jeffries, chair of the House Democratic Caucus, wrote Monday, concerns about the future of democracy, about Americans' longstanding rights, these should be election-defining issues this cycle. But Republicans have capitalized on more bad news about inflation, among other things, to stay on the offensive, wielding a bleak national mood to their electoral ends. Everybody's hurting right now, as one GOP voter put it to the Times. This is the point I want to make. Okay, I don't really care about the people who, who think Joe Biden didn't get the votes or whatever, but... You know, it comes up in these tweets because people keep saying it. And I'm just flabbergasted, flabbergasted. Do you really think regular run of the mill people know anything about this? Do you think that when they were like when they're voting for Joe Biden, they even they've even heard the word Barisma? Yo, they haven't. You and I we're politicos. We're in a news bubble. You're getting extremely esoteric commentary. We know what's going on. So we're more of the advanced forces when it comes to voting and paying attention to this stuff. 
These people only in the last month have flipped to the Republican Party. That should be a red flag to you. So, yeah, people were dumb and they voted for Joe Biden. Maybe, you know, you can look. I think you want to investigate all stuff. That's fine by me. But they're talking about right about how in September people were, were favoring the Democrats. And then when gas prices started going back up, they went, I think I'll vote Republican because gas prices are too high. That's what matters. In fact, I'd be willing to bet many of these people don't care. And some of them do know. And you'll go to them and you'll be like, what do you think about Burisma and Hunter Biden? I'm like, yeah, he's a scumbag. He was super crooked. And then you go, uh-huh. And you voted for Democrats. Well, I was hoping they'd bring down gas prices. Is that all? Yeah, they didn't. So I'm voting for Trump now. The Democrats need to get this lesson through their head, too. They think they can go to somebody and be like, MAGA Republicans are denying the election. And someone's going to go, oh, no. You know what? I'm okay with paying $5 a gallon for gas because that sounds scary. No, they're like, I don't care. They're going to say quite literally, I don't know. I don't care. If the dude gets me cheap gas, he gets my vote. Welcome to modern representative democracy or representative republic, whatever. Republicans, of course, have had little to offer in the way of actual solutions, but midterm trends tend to favor the party currently not in power. Yeah, because people are like, give me anything else. But if the poll should elicit concern among Democrats, it shouldn't inspire dread. As polling expert Natalie Jackson pointed out, some of the results of the Times poll, particularly the shocking shift, could be a function of its limited sample size, a survey of 792 voters, an even smaller number of whom are independent identifying women, could see some sizable swings. Fair point. I'm not entirely sure it's an accurate polling. It's a small sample size. That's not to say the Times poll is wrong, even if you ignore the eye-popping 32-point swing among independent women. The near Republican lead, it shows tracks with other recent polls, but perhaps the biggest takeaway from recent surveys is what has always been clear. That control of Washington is likely to hinge on what is effectively a handful of votes, and that Democrats can't take any of those votes for granted if they want to keep an increasingly extreme GOP from returning to power. Here's what they're not telling you. It was a nationwide poll. How about you do this? How about you poll independent women in swing districts? The ones where it really matters, not deep blue. Then you'll see something shocking. Favoring um, uh, uh, the, the, the favoring of the GOP is substantially higher in swing districts as opposed to nationwide. So here's what I did. I pulled up civics to take a look at a, a larger poll. I don't know if I can maybe shrink this, make it easier to see. No, it doesn't work. Website for civics is hard to read. But uh, and, and I'm surprised you can't see the right side anyway. So what we can see is there, there's no trend line here. There, there's, there's no shift among independent women. Do you have a favorable or unfavorable opinion of the Republican Party? Hasn't changed. I mean, it's gone up a little bit. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five star reviews on Trustpilot, Google and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today 
and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. In the past week, it was 19% favorable. Now it's 21% favorable. It dropped from 65 unfavorable to 63. Now, here's an important factor. Many of these independent women may still despise the Republican Party, but they're going to vote for them anyway. And that's kind of sad, but congratulations, Republicans. Do you approve of the way, uh, approve or disapprove of Joe Biden's handling of the job as president? Among independent women, we do see a bit of a trend line shift. We can see that 61% disapproved. It dropped down to 52%, but now it's gone back up to 55 Approval for Joe Biden among independent women spiked at 35% and has now dropped to 30 So it does see, seem that in the past week or couple weeks, the Republicans have made some gains and Joe Biden has soured upon, uh, among independent women. Used to be way better, way better until Joe Biden actually got elected. Then everybody just basically hates him. And we can see that unfavorability spiked and favorability dropped dramatically. And this is uh, July 20th. And then it dropped to 36% favorable on September 12th. So Biden, he's improved. He has. So I don't know if this is going to be, if this polling about independent independent women is going to matter all that much. What I can tell you is that the booing in Philadelphia says a lot more. These are regular people. It's football. Regular people, they're showing up and they're saying FJB. That's big, ladies and gentlemen. But I'll tell you what else. Tulsi Gabbard compares Joe Biden to Hitler. Wow. Well, okay. Tulsi Gabbard's come out the gate swinging. All right. And then we also have this one. Rep Tulsi Gabbard to campaign for Trump-backed Kerry Lake in Arizona. Yo, what? Wow. Tulsi Gabbard just, I'd call it a 180. I don't know. Gabbard is scheduled to appear at a Tuesday event for the GOP nominee for governor just a week after she said she was leaving the Democratic Party. You see, I get it, Tulsi. It's like an October surprise. I like Tulsi Gabbard. It's like an October surprise. You wait. And there are a lot of people who follow Tulsi who are Democrats, who aren't Republicans. I see a lot of Tulsi Gabbard fans who say they're fans of hers and they're like, oh, but I don't like Tim Pool. He's right wing. They'll comment on, and stuff like that. And that's hilarious because like I was very much uh, supported Tulsi in her presidential bid. And it's clear that we share a lot of similar policy views. So with many people following Tulsi Gabbard and unwilling to watch, say, my show, they're now going to have, have to answer a difficult question right before the midterm. So I see what Tulsi Gabbard is doing. By, by coming out in October and saying you're leaving the Democrats and then backing Republicans, you leave very little room for the establishment to counter with attacks. If she came out a year ago or two years ago, then they'd start layering all the, the attacks against her and it would have less of an impact. That being said, I think Maybe she should have come out and, and endorsed Donald Trump because she knows Joe Biden is a warmongering piece of trash. But whatever. Take what you can get, I guess. She endorsed Joe Biden, a warmongering piece of trash. Fine. But now this is this is not I mean, she's campaigning for Republicans calling Biden Hitler. Wait, what? Here's what she's let's, let's read the Hitler comments. Tosi Gabbard has been accused of comparing Joe Biden to Hitler after she she reportedly told a Republican rally in New Hampshire, that both men shared a mindset 
of using good intentions to justify authoritarian behavior. Gabbard, who announced last week she was leading the Democratic Party, under whose banner she ran for the presidency, spent Sunday and Monday campaigning for Don Bolduck, a former army general who has claimed the 2020 election was stolen from Donald Trump. The former Hawaii congressman told the audience, according to audio obtained by the Daily Beast, that Biden and Hitler had a similar outlook. And this is something that is, you know, throughout history, we look at authoritarian leaders and dictators in other countries. Gabbard told the audience at Murphy's Tap Room in Manchester, I'm pretty sure they all believe they're doing what's best. Okay, okay. She didn't explicitly say Hitler. Okay, no, actually, she did. She said, even Hitler thought he was doing what was best for Germany, right? For the German race in his own mind. He found a way to justify the means to meet his ends. I'm not sure I actually agree with that, Tulsi. Excuse me. I think Hitler was angry. I think he had personal grievances. I think there was an element of him thinking he could do better for Germany, but I think it was very much an ideological zealotry. And with that comes, I don't think, I don't think ideological zealotry leads you to a place where you're trying to help the nation and the average person. Like, I don't think woke people think they're doing right. I really don't. I think they're, they think they're doing right by some grand vision of reality, but not by regular people. They will sacrifice and destroy the lives of regular people. They're not helping this country. In fact, many of them want to burn it down to create their twisted ideological vision. That's selfish. She said, so when we have people with that mindset, well, you know, we've got to do whatever it takes because as President Biden said in his speech in Philadelphia, that those who supported Trump, those who didn't vote for him are extremists and a threat to our democracy. That's creepy and crazy. But look at this. She's coming out for, for, uh, for Bolduck. That's amazing. Gavin on Monday told local radio in New Hampshire that it was ridiculous to say she had compared Biden to Hitler. She has yet to respond to a request for comment. Gabbard's choice of Bolduck as her first in-person endorsement since leaving the Democrats sent a strong signal. Bolduck is taking on the incumbent Democrat Maggie Hassan in a race that could determine control of the entire Senate. Trump supporting Bolduck is seen as an outsider, but Gabbard has thrown her weight and considerable spotlight onto his candidacy. Asked on Monday why she was backing him, Gabbard told Fox News, I'm an independent and I've laid out the reason why today's Democratic Party that is controlled by fanatical ideologues that stands against freedom, why it's a party I can no longer be associated with. I'm here campaigning with Don Bolduck because I know he's committed to putting country and the American people first. And I think that more politicians, more people running for office would be smart to do the same. I agree. When the reporter asked about the pairing of Gabbard, who previously campaigned for Bernie Sanders and the 60 year old conservative, she responded, it's only an odd couple you're paying attention. It's only an odd couple. You're paying attention to the wrong things. If you're paying attention to the wrong things, I'm assuming that's a typo. They say, quote, it makes every sense when you look at the things, the fundamental foundation, foundational things that we share in common, which is the Constitution, freedom, the Bill of Rights, taking, uh, taking care of serving the needs of people here in New Hampshire and across the country. Gabbard, who ran, who last week launched her own podcast said on Monday, she was not ruling out another run at the presidency, but she added it was not her current focus. It's also not something I'm thinking about right now, she said. She's 41, ran as a Democrat in the 2020 election, but retired from politics in 2021. Ran in 2020, retired in 2021. Hours later, she appeared in Fox News and told Tucker Carlson why she could not, why she could not, uh, why she could no longer align herself with Democrats. I cannot be a member of a party which actively undermines our freedoms. Hear, hear, Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, a lot of Trump supporters don't like her. And the outright are saying, you know, your World Economic Forum shill, uh, uh, you're, you're pandering, you're grifting. And I'm just like, bro, take the win, okay? Look, I, I criticize Tulsi. I think she, sh- she should not have endorsed Joe Biden. 
but I am a fan. Got to meet her recently in New York. It was cool. Talked for like, I don't know, 10 seconds. Said, nice to meet you. Uh, We've yet to have her on the show. She's doing her thing. Whatever. Hey, I'll take what I can get. She comes out and says Democrats suck and she's voting for a ham sandwich. I take what I can get. Y'all need to learn when to take the the victories. Y'all need to learn when to win, Trump supporters. Tulsi Gabbard jumping from the Democratic Party and and, and, and ragging on them and endorsing uh, uh, Republicans is a victory. It may not be the biggest victory. It may not be everything you want, but take what you can get. It's good. Net positive. We'll see how this plays out. In the meantime, keep booing Jill Biden and saying FJB. I get it. And we'll see you all over. We'll see you at this channel at 1 p.m. for the next segment. Thanks for hanging out. I'll see y'all then. If I were to ask you, is it dangerous currently in big cities? What would you say? If I were to ask you, is it currently more dangerous in big cities than it has been in the past few years? What would you say? And imagine most of you would say yes, and most of you would be correct. Why? Well, you're watching this video. And that, that's your responsibility and advantage. Now, watching my videos, that's not what I mean. What I mean is paying attention to the news. Because we have a series of stories that are shocking. Most notably this one. L.A. woman suffers brain injury after stranger stabs her with garden shears. A woman moved to L.A. She moved to L.A. Now, of course, people are moving into cities. I get it. But not the people who are paying attention. The people who are paying attention are leaving California and New York, and they're going to Texas and Florida. So this woman moves to L.A. for a job, and a homeless man stabs her in the brain. In the head, right? But in the back of that, into her brain. She then stumbles into a store with garden shears in her brain, begging for help before collapsing. She now has a traumatic brain injury. And there's a bunch of stories that I could go through. A New York City man, 48, dies after being, dies after being shoved in front of a subway train after he knocked his killer's phone onto the tracks and refused to retrieve it. He's the 12th person pushed onto the rails in 2020. That's more than one person per month being pushed into oncoming trains. It's crazy. There's a couple other stories, of course. They didn't give me chicken biryani. Man 49 sets fire to a restaurant because they botched his order. All of these stories and more about rising and shocking crime. And you know why these stories are popping up? Because there's too many. And because people are getting increasingly concerned with the escalating level of violent crime, but more importantly, for no reason, for no reason did this man stab this young woman in the back of the head for no reason. I think it was Benny Johnson published a video driving through the streets of California, tent cities, people sleeping in airports. Now the homeless people are moving in, knowing that they can sleep in the warmth indoors and they can't really do too much about it. That's how bad things are getting. Now, the, the crazy thing about the story is that if this woman just paid any amount of attention, this wouldn't have happened to her. And so I can only say she's the victim of a horrific crime. And I feel bad for her. And then I can only say to all of you, do your due diligence. Pay attention to what's going on in the world, lest you become a victim one day. Someone shows up and beats one of your family members or beats you or robs you. You'll know why. 
Those of you that live in Los Angeles and New York and Chicago, and I know you watch these videos, you will know why. More importantly, I think if you're paying attention to the stuff, you're less likely to be a victim. Here's the horrific story from the New York Post. A 24-year-old Los Angeles woman is recovering from a traumatic brain injury after a homeless man stabbed her in the head with a pair of gardening shears in an unprovoked attack. Kylie Watts, 24, was walking along Lancashire Boulevard in North Hollywood around 1130 a.m. October 10th when the grisly assault took place, according to news station KTLA. The suspected stabber, 30-year-old Jonathan Cole, rammed a pair of gardening shears with four-inch blades into the back of Watts's head as they passed while walking the street. For no reason, a deranged homeless man took gardening shears and just jammed them in the back of her skull into her brain. Watts ran to a nearby restaurant with the weapon still embedded in her skull and begged for help before collapsing to the ground. Staff at the restaurant were able to call 911 and Watts was rushed to a nearby hospital. It appears you can see her. It looks like this is where she may be running. So I don't know. After the attack, she immediately called her mother, a psychiatric nurse in North Carolina. Despite the horrific nature of the crime, her mother said she understood what happened to her daughter was a social and systemic failure and that more needs to be done to help those living on the streets who are struggling with mental illness. Fine. Fine. You reap what you sow. This is the response to a psychopath trying to murder your daughter. Okay. I won't live in these places. And I'm armed. I watch my back. And for obvious reasons, I do not trust random people on the streets in these big cities. But let me tell you something. I told you this story before. I was walking down the street in, uh, was this West Virginia? Guy had a crossbow. I didn't think twice. I didn't think the guy was going to shoot me with a crossbow. I'm not worried about it. In these cities, I guess I would be. Maybe we should all be. Her mother, Amy Watts, said they'd been a foster family for 15 years and had experienced taking care of people suffering from, mental, from severe mental illness. She understands this is a very sick person, the mother said. This is a problem that we as a society have to look at and figure out what's next, because this is just going to continue to get worse. Well, you're right about that, but congratulations. I assume these people are voting Democrat. Well, now you wonder why, or now you don't need to wonder why it's happening. But I, I just want to point out, this Kylie Watts knows about the severe mental illness, that she was not keeping an eye and watching her back as a, as a, per, a homeless person was walking near her. Watts underwent surgery and suffered a traumatic brain injury and remains in the hospital. She faces a difficult road to recovery and will likely face more long-term issues with her balance and vision as a result. On top of the brutal attack, Watts was just laid off from her job in tech recruiting, which she moved to Los Angeles for a matter of, uh, matter of weeks ago and currently has no health insurance, according to a GoFundMe set up on her behalf. According to the fundraiser, Watts will likely remain in the hospital for the next two weeks. You know, I feel bad for this woman. You know, maybe if you guys want to seek out her GoFundMe and try and give her some support, I hope that she's okay. And it's just brutal. It's just so brutal that it's people like this. I don't know about her voting patterns. I don't know what she believes, but it's people like this. That, that, that's the reason why we can't have nice things. You saw what her mom said. Oh, it's just a very, very sick individual. And, you know, we, we need to help them. Yeah, I get it, man. But we need to deal with the psychosis. And it's not just about social workers holding your hand. This was a dangerous psychopath trying to murder someone for no reason. 
And just take a look at this. This woman moved to Los Angeles and then lost her job a couple weeks later. Okay. Well, look, I'll say it again. I feel for this woman, but let this be a reminder of what life would be like for you if you weren't paying attention to what going on, what was going on in the world. You'd wonder why it is my gas costs $7 a gallon in California because you voted for Joe Biden because he said he was going to get us off fossil fuels and you cheered for it, didn't you? But an end to climate change is worth it. Now you're running everywhere. Now you can't get a job. And now a deranged homeless person is attacking you. Pay attention, please, to the world around you. Here you go. A man was shoved onto the train tracks and murdered. Heriberto Quintana, 48, was struck by an F train at the Jackson Heights Roosevelt Avenue station at 74th Street and Broadway in Queens just before 6 p.m. He is the 12th person to be shoved in front of a subway train so far this year. Police said the suspect was standing on the platform when Quintana bumped into him as he walked by which knocked the suspect's cell phone onto the tracks. The suspect, 50, then demanded Quintana go get his phone. And when he refused, the two began arguing in Spanish and shoving. During the scuffle, Quintana was knocked onto the tracks and was struck by an oncoming F train. He was pronounced dead at Elmhurst Hospital. The suspect was taken into custody and charges are pending. Despite the crime and subway shovings, despite the crime and subway shovings repeatedly occurring across the city this year, New York City Mayor Eric Adams claimed on Monday there is only a perception that crime in the Big Apple is out of control. Twelve people were pushed onto the tracks this year. Whatever, man. You want to live there? Fine. You want to be a cop in this city? Fine. Do not expect empathy from me, officer, when they put you in prison because you tried stopping a homeless man from stabbing someone in the head with shears and he falls down and dies. Don't expect any empathy from me when someone draws a weapon on you and you draw yours and they attack you. Don't expect any empathy from me when you move to these cities knowing full well what's going on. And then you get pushed onto the train tracks. At a certain point, we all have responsibilities. I am not so stupid as to play the game that you shouldn't blame women who walk down dark alleys at night with wads of cash and miniskirts. Don't be stupid. This is the game that the left likes to play, and so be it. Fine. They say it is don't don't blame the victim. The young woman wearing was scantily clad and walking through a dark alley at night. It's not her fault. Um, you, you want to talk about rape culture, misogyny, patriarchy and all of these things. That means you're well aware that threats exist. You then say it's not the fault of the woman who walked through the dark alley in the middle of the night. Well, okay, we could break this down a couple of ways. Obviously, the perpetrator is the one mostly at fault, of course. But if you know, I'll give you a better example. Let's say there's someone in the middle of the road and they slam their brakes on, but you're, uh, you know, 100 yards away. You can see the car. Let's say, let's say they pull the handbrake and they try to do a spin or a drift. And then they spin around and get stuck. And you see them and you go, I'm going to keep going at my rate of speed and then hope they get out of the way. It's not my fault they were trying to do a a, they're trying to drift in the street. Bam, you slam into him. Guess who's going to jail? Probably both of you. Because they'll say failure to avoid an accident. You had more than enough time to recognize that you could have done something to prevent this. Or I'll give you an example. Yeah, you, you crash. It's your fault. 
They say the car stopped for whatever reason. You could have moved out of the way. You could have put the brakes on. You could have made the decision not to engage into a circumstance that could have resulted in damage. You could get in trouble for that. I don't know to what extent. That's my point. We recognize you can be at fault. So if you walk through a dark alley at night with a wad of cash and you get robbed, I'm not going to have empathy for you. I'm going to say, we'll try and stop the perpetrator. We'll try and get your money back. But uh, what are you thinking? Just because the perpetrators are other humans does not absolve you of your personal responsibility. Let's try another, another, another way to look at this. You're walking down the street and a flash flood happens and you are in a low lying area during a flash flood warning. Do we go? It's not your fault. It's nature's fault. No, you knew that there was a flood warning and you walked into a floodplain and then got hit by a flood. Yeah, you chose to do it. Let's say you're walking to the woods and there's a big sign saying, do not go any further. There are uh, mountain lions. And you go, eh, pff, I'll be fine. And you walk a few hundred feet and then a mountain lion attacks you. And you go, it's not my fault. It's the mountain lion's fault. The mountain lion shouldn't have attacked me. Here's what we say. It's a mountain lion. It's a wild animal. It's your fault. You should have not passed that sign with the flood. Well, we warned you about the flood and then you went in there. How about when people go hiking in the wilderness and it's like, do not you know, go here, you'll get lost. And they get lost. And we got to send helicopters for them. They get billed for that. What about the signs? Where it's like, do not cave dive. We don't blame the obstacles and nature, but simply because the bad person or the bad event was caused by a human, we all of a sudden absolve you of all responsibility, despite you knowing a threat existed. I don't care if the threat is a giraffe, a lightning bolt or a human being. We don't blame lightning when you hold a, a metal rod into the air in an open field during a thunderstorm. We blame you for doing something stupid, knowing the threat existed and walking into it. Now, when it comes to humans who do bad things like pushing people on a train tracks, well, yeah, we'll arrest those people and stop them. If we could stop the lightning from killing people, we would, but we can't. That doesn't absolve you of any responsibility. And you know what? I think regular people are starting to recognize that. Here you go from the Washington Post. Republicans hold the advantage on the issues most concerning Americans. Yeah, that's right. The economy, crime, etc. They say elections come down to hard to predict margins in Georgia, blah, 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 blah. They say, which unusual question Fox asked poll respondents. We have to talk about how voters view various issues as important to their vote. People are complicated, generally, blah. So Fox asked a more pointed version of the question. What, if anything, is an issue for which a candidate's position would be a deal breaker. In other words, what's an issue where a candidate must agree with you or they lose your vote? The most common response is abortion. It's really interesting. About a fifth of voters identify the issue as key to their vote. That included 19% of Democrats and 20, 27% of suburban women. Most striking, though, is how little agreement there is on deal breakers. The economy was the second most identified issue with only 14% of respondents saying that candidates need to agree with them uh, however broad that category might, might be, about one in eight voters said there was no deal breaker. The reason I bring this up is that crime is one of the top issues. In terms of deal breakers, abortion's big, obviously. Crime isn't. The reason why this is important, crime is not a big deal breaker. Let me explain this to you. Democrats say pro-choice. Republicans say pro-life. They're at odds. These become big deal breakers. Why? Because voters perceive the other party as ideologically opposed to them. The economy. Democrats tend not to care because they're the party of the wealthy. Republicans care more because they tend to be working class. Democrats don't care about the border at all. 
But crime's here. Crime's also a possible deal breaker, but it's much smaller. The point is, everyone agrees on it. There's no other position. Even among Democrats, they don't want the crime to get worse. Defund the police is a losing position. Don't believe me? Ladies and gentlemen, John Fetterman. Fetterman says it was always absurd to talk about defunding the police. Oh, these people are disgusting pieces of garbage. Now, all of a sudden, they're like, crime's bad. Let's pander. John Fetterman chased an innocent black man with, and, then, and then held him at, sh- at shotgun point. And he says, you know, having dealt with that, I now understand the police. It's amazing. Hypocrites. If you want to vote Democrat and live in a city where your daughter or you might get stabbed in the brain by a pair of gardening shears by a homeless person, I don't care. Please go do it. But if you want to come out and claim it's not my fault, it's the it's the crazy homeless guy's fault. And then simultaneously claim it's not his fault. He's sick. Sure. Live that way. Most people don't want to. Hence, what are we seeing? Regular people are outright saying, I've had it with this. I don't want the crime. I want to live a peaceful, normal life. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Crime is really getting to people. Now, of course, the big issue at play is the economy. That's really what people care about. It's the economy, stupid. But the economy plays a role in all of this. The reason why we're seeing a massive explosion of a mentally unwell homeless population, the economy's in the gutter. People don't want to admit it. And I think it had, the, the pandemic had a lot to do with it. I've been talking about this for some time. I said, where is everybody? We went out on Memorial Day to go see a movie and the, and the shopping center and movie theater was like a mall, it was like an outdoor mall, empty. And I'm like, where is everyone? Like, it's just weird. And then I made the joke that everybody got raptured. Seamus, of course, you know, from Freedom Tunes, he was like, no, no, I know, you know, because he didn't. That'd be funny. Uh, no, but nobody got raptured. I was just like, where is everybody? And then I think uh, it was Ian who made the point on, on IRL. He says they're all homeless. And I went, oh, crap. That's why we're seeing an explosion in the homeless population. These are the people who are on the verge of losing their grip on, on society. What I mean is, People who are living paycheck to paycheck, working minimum wage jobs at grocery stores, ice cream shops and restaurants. When the pandemic hit and all these businesses shut down, these people had no money. They get evicted. They become homeless. Now we have a massive homeless population. Many of them fall into drugs. Some of them lose their minds. And now you have a 30 year old dude stabbing a woman in the brain with gardening shears. That's Joe Biden. That's it. Donald Trump deserves some blame here as well. But Joe Biden has really made things substantially worse. You don't believe me? Take a look at the inflation rate and real wage growth. As soon as Joe Biden gets in and issues his executive orders, we see an inversion of the existing track. Things seem to have been been improving under Trump, despite them being bad during COVID in 2020. Joe Biden comes in, issues a bunch of executive orders. Everything gets bad. Right now, what do we have? Joe Biden is draining the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Why? I thought the Inflation Reduction Act was going to make everything better. Nope. Everything's still getting bad. So he's hoping to keep costs down by dumping our emergency reserves at a time of war. 
Talk about a despicable, despicable man. But you know what? All these people, they voted for Biden. They didn't listen to me. They didn't listen to you. They went and did it. And now they can reap what they have sown. Unfortunately for the rest of us, it means we have to reap the same thing. But I'll tell you, at the very least, those of us who pay attention to the news and know what's going on, we are better prepared for all of this. That's it. We're better prepared for all of this. So when it all comes crashing and these people are living in their cities with rampant crime, we're going to have our emergency case of beans. When the food system collapses, when the prices go through the roof, we will have emergency food, emergency water, we'll be armed, and we'll be able to protect ourselves. And many of you who are smart will have already gotten out of the cities. Many of you who got out of the cities a while ago will already have your chickens, your goats, and your cow. And those of you who already live outside the cities are laughing at the rest of us for being late to the party. That's for dang sure. We're going to be getting a cow, probably. I don't know if we can handle a cow, to be honest. I, I was told that cows produce like 8 to 10 gallons of milk per day, and I'm like, that's a lot of milk. Too much milk. Too much milk from one cow. So people were like, do goats, you know, get, get goats instead. And it's like, okay, maybe we'll do goats. But goats, I guess, have like fattier milk content. I guess it's kind of good. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm mostly keto. So uh, it's like probably low carb, high fat. I don't want to say keto because I was doing keto for a while. And then I brought some sugars back in just to like, you know, I don't know, whatever. But mostly cut out the grains, the breads and things like that and the sugars. But, uh, you know, we're going to get out in the middle of nowhere. We're, we got, I don't know if you saw my Instagram, instagram.com slash Timcast. Follow me there. Posted a video of the new building. It's just a shell so far. Insulated steel frame building, 40 feet tall. It's amazing. And we're going to be building it out. The, the new studio is going to be, it's going to be epic. It's going to be really, really cool stuff. And then on the property, we're going to have animals because uh, we want to be self-sufficient to the best, best of our abilities. The, 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 the new studio is going to be off the grid. It's going to be, I'll, I'll put it this way, not, not isolated from the grid. It's going to be able to function off the grid with water and power. And then we're going to have our own food with animals, with chickens, with goats, with cows. And in the event that all does come crashing down to the worst degree possible, we'll have it hard. I'm not going to pretend that we're going to be expert survivalists or anything like that, but we're going to be way better off than the people who go jogging in the city and get stabbed in the brain by a homeless person. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top companies, and their team of licensed experts is on hand to help you talk through it. Talk to a team of award-winning agents who will walk you through the process step-by-step. Easily compare quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. Your work-life insurance policy may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Even worse, it may not come with you if you leave your job. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. They have no incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. 
head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com.